right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's dot it started with Peggy, someone with Alzheimer's who never knew my name and who I companioned at her nursing home residence for 22 years. Her influence in my life and the values I received from growing up with grandparents living in our home are the guiding forces in my love and advocacy for the Alzheimer's population. I am a newspaper columnist for The Advocate in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and the author of What My Grandchildren Taught Me About Alzheimer's Disease. And now, I'm launching a podcast. Hi, you're listening to Dana Torito, The Memory Whisperer. Join me in these podcasts as we engage in thoughtful conversations about Alzheimer's disease and other dementias. I'm so happy today to welcome Dr. Fayron Epps. Dr. Fayron Epps is an associate professor tenure track and joined the Nell Hodgkin Woodruff School of Nursing in August 2019 at Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia. Her programs of research involve evidence-based practices for promoting the quality of life for African Americans with dementia and their family caregivers. She is particularly interested in exploring ways religious activities and spiritual connectedness can promote meaningful engagement among persons with dementia. Dr. Epps oversees several faith-based and psychoeducation research projects, such as Faith Hat, Dementia-Friendly Online Worship, and Caregiving While Black. Dr. Epps is also the founder of the only nurse-led dementia-friendly congregation program called ALTER, A-L-T-E-R. For this program, Dr. Epps and her interdisciplinary team partner with African-American faith communities to provide them with the necessary tools and resources needed to support families facing dementia. Her ALTER program received the 2021 Moz Innovation and Alzheimer's Care Award and also the 2022 Innovation and Alzheimer's Caregiving Awards by the Rosalind and Arthur Gilbert Foundation. I'm so honored today to welcome Dr. Fayron Epps as we not only talk about her award-winning ALTER program, but also the effects of Alzheimer's disease on the African-American population. Welcome, Dr. Epps. You have such an extensive background. I mean, you're into 
uh, caregiver well-being, neurocognitive diseases like Alzheimer's, uh, vulnerable population, faith-based, elder health. Um, wow, you have a lot of irons in the fire, as my grandmother would say. What do you like most? <laughs> what did I like? Well, you know what, Dana, all of them are kind of like intertwined. Sure. Um, And so it's not one more than the other because I represent all of them nowhere, no matter where I am, whatever I'm speaking about, whatever research project, they all are intertwined. So, you know, I do faith-based research. I do faith-based outreach. Um, mm -hmm. And everything is geared towards supporting those families facing dementia in the African-American community. And so supporting caregivers, care partners, supporting those living with uh, dementia or any type of cognitive impairment. Well, as you well know, there's over 6 million Americans now living with Alzheimer's and the numbers keep rising. We know the greatest risk is age, along with heredity, family history, and head injury. But with the information we're getting from the Alzheimer's Association, Hispanics and African-Americans and women seem to be at a higher risk for the disease. Why do you think we see these differences? I think, I mean, it's not about why I think. I think there's yeah. a lot of speculations and, you know, the Alzheimer's Association just put out some of their uh, summary of findings that came from the AAIC. And, you know, a lot of it just to me, it just goes right back to maybe some of the lifestyle uh, mm -hmm. factors. And and I want to say that the lifestyle behaviors or the factors are not, sometimes they're not our personal choice. Right. But it's based on where we live, what we're exposed to, what we have access to, what we do not have access to. Um, and then, you know, now they're there's a lot of literature now that's starting to come out about racial discrimination impacting um, cognitive decline, the the stress. And I think when we think about communities of color, uh, just their everyday life, they, they're, they, we, I'm going to say we, we face unique challenges, right? Mm -hmm. We have different stressors um, as we compare to uh, white Americans. And so, you know, those things we early on probably didn't think how it impacts our cognitive health, but mm -hmm. it really, really does. And I think now today we're starting to see more research and more literature um, and people, you know, exploring different theories as re it relates to that. I know in the South, they talk about kind of the trifecta, diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol. With Does that, do you think, have an effect, you said, about diet and lifestyle earlier? Do you yeah, think that, that raises the numbers? Yeah, exactly. Because mm -hmm. um, So I do, with me doing work in the Black community, African-American community, mm -hmm. there we know that vascular dementia is, is, is um, very prevalent. Mm-hmm. And the vascular dementia is directly related to those chronic health illnesses that you just shared. So mm -hmm. the diabetes, the hypertension, chronic, chronic kidney disease, um, mm -hmm. things that lead to strokes, TIAs, and things like that. And so we spend a lot of time talking about that. Um, and again, we talk about it, but if we got, really got to get to the solution and we go back, a lot of these communities don't have access to certain things that can help prevent or reduce their risk for some of those chronic health conditions. There's a lot of barriers to care in those communities. Yeah, um, yeah. 
that mm-hmm. there there is there is once we get into the and even when we get into a care system or a healthcare system we are also at risk of facing some type of discrimination mm-hmm. and that's just yeah. what it is um right. and so we just need to we just need to be aware and and it, I think once we acknowledge that and then do what we can to try to combat that or or just mitigate some of those structural racisms that are in place and some of these things right. are in place, then hopefully we can start seeing some changes. But in the meantime, Dana, you know, my goal is to be able to empower these families. Sure. The knowledge that they need. So when they are out there at the grocery store um, or out there, you know, going to the a healthcare provider that they know what to select, they know what questions to ask, know what to look out for. Right. I guess we need to educate more. Would that would be a, a solution? I mean, education, of course, we always want to start off with education, but we you can education is maybe one right. piece of the puzzle. How about that? We can mm-hmm. say that education is one piece of the puzzle and I will never downplay education. Education is so important. But it's also changing systems, mm-hmm. um, revisiting how certain things are set up. Um, but yeah, how they're delivered um, and how we, what can we do mm-hmm. administratively on the back end? What are those things that we can do? And that does not happen overnight. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, coupled with that, the, the education, we need to have conversations. So conversations, you know, me being a nurse, me having conversations with other nurse leaders or healthcare providers within my network um, to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Start the conversation. That, ah, that's it. Let's yeah. Yeah, start uh-huh. the conversation. Let's have these conversations uh-huh. um, so we can come up with uh, ways that we can change the system and put or, or just put things in place this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global when you come back with a purdue global degree you create opportunity for yourself your family and your future it's a degree you can be proud of a degree that employers will trust and respect Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade. 
with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. I've worked with uh, caregivers in this population, and they're very um, timid to come forward about their loved one having Alzheimer's or dementia. Uh, do you find that or uh, yeah. that? Oh, well, first I would say that across the board, all racial and ethnic groups, you will find some people sure. that mm-hmm. are like that, right? Um, since I do work with the Black community, I'm just going to really speak for that community. And for the, the Black community and the families that I come across, they are a little bit more, you can use the word, like you said, timid to come forth mm-hmm. with that. Um, and this is true. But I've noticed more I'm out there, the more I'm having these conversations, the more I'm doing education, that they are less timid. Mm-hmm. And, and it may not happen overnight, but so many people now come up and say, oh, I care for so-and-so. My mom has this, blah, 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 mm-hmm. where no one else knew about that. And with me working in the faith community, this is one of the topics that are just, is just not discussed. Right. Uh, one of many topics that are not <laughs> Uh-huh. And so now we're trying to really kind of break that barrier um, and reduce that stigma, any shame, any embarrassment that may be associated with that. You know, many people are very um, proud, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, now it, it is OK. And I think you they will feel more comfortable sharing when they know that who they share it with understands. Right. And that's one thing. If you think about it, why would I share what's going on with my kids to someone that does not have kids? Sure. You have to get to a point of trust. Yeah, know, trust. Where, and then uh-huh. oh, I think it's a little bit beyond trust, not just trust, just knowing that that other person under, kind of understands. They mm-hmm. may have never supported or cared for anybody with um, dementia, but if they know about it, they will be more keen to listen and maybe can help direct the person that comes to them Mm -hmm. good Mm -hmm. resources. So, um, you know, again, to me, creating these dementia friendly communities and in my work is dementia friendly faith communities Mm -hmm. and keep to have those welcoming, have this welcoming environment so that these families do feel comfortable and they will come forth with sharing Mm -hmm. what is going on and um and get that help that they need mm-hmm. and support not just but that support right. i think across the board there's still that stigma you know i mean it's a lot easier to share i have cancer than i have alzheimer's or dementia especially so. with them with there's no cure right <laughs> you know that that is that is really really um, hard we just did a survey with um us against alzheimer's a list um 
where we surveyed, I forgot, so many people, but it was about stigma. And so we surveyed caregivers, those living with dementia, just people interested in brain health um, across the board. And we're, we'll be working in the upcoming months to shed light on that, mm-hmm. to let people know that this still, this still exists. We still need to, um, we have more work to do toward this. Well, um, let's talk about women and women caregiving, because we know that Three in five unpaid caregivers are women, and this affects multiple generations. It's more common for wives to provide informal care for a husband than vice versa, and more than one-third of dementia caregivers are daughters. Do you feel there's enough emphasis and awareness on access to health and resources for women and particularly African-American women? Yeah, so I think if we talk about women overall, I do think, I, I think there's an abundance of resources. Mm-hmm. And it is no secret that majority of caregivers and, and primary care partners are women. Um, and so I think there is an abundance of resources. They have the, uh, what is it, the WAM, Women's Alzheimer's Movement? Alzheimer's Movement uh-huh, with uh, Maria Schreiber. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so they, they've actually supported some of my work that I do in the faith communities. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, they're a prime example of how they've taken, they've seen how important this is and they're making sure they develop a platform for for women um, that are either affected by dementia or that are caregivers. So I think there are a lot of resources. And if we go and we now um, go and look at African-American females, again, I think there's resources, but the thing that we have to ask ourselves and those that are, are delivering programs and developing programs are these resources responsive to the needs of African-American women? Right. Mm-hmm. I think now that's it. And even if you go into the Latinx community, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of resources, but are they responsive to what this community, this group needs? And I think that's the question at hand. And, you know, I have to say being in this space, everything is not responsive because what may what may be really important in crisis for the overall may not be for that specific group. And I think that's the part as we go out in different areas is to really take a minute and understand and assess what is needed here. What are needed for these families, mm-hmm. for the caregivers um, to, to keep it going, right. for them to continue to, to be able to survive thrive on this journey. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. You know, if you could have a call to action for the African-American community, what would that consist of? I don't know if it would be my call to action for the African-American <laughs> community would be we no longer can be silent. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. that's just my overall call. We no longer can be silent. We have to mm-hmm. speak up. We have to share our experiences so we can help each other and learn from each other. Um, mm-hmm. As it relates to you, um, your question and your comment about the disconnect of resources, mm-hmm. I, I just think, I don't know if it's a disconnect. I just think that a lot of families, and then not just African-American families, sure. rural families, mm-hmm. um, families that are often underserved in those underserved areas, um, they just don't know where to start or where the resources are. And so, again, there's so many resources, programs that are out there. And sometimes there's so much, it can be overwhelming. You know, I talked to a caregiver and they were like, oh my God, I can't imagine still be working and then having to navigate all of this because it is a lot and you got to be that so it can be so overwhelming but for some communities they don't even know where to start they don't even know what what to type in or or if they don't have internet access what number to call Mm -hmm. Uh, they just don't know that and sometimes I can I know that some of my colleagues they make these assumptions just because we know it so well we just make this assumption that um everybody knows what start and and that's not the case do you think one one advice or recommendation might be to to have this particular population enroll in more more clinical trials so we would have more research in this area um of course it'd be so great if we can have more representation of um minority racial and ethnic groups in the clinical trials i think Mm -hmm. that would be awesome 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 Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and I think it having having that representation in the clinical trials, I think it will help with responding to the needs or and, and just responding to the different groups and making sure that treatment treatments, resources, education is relevant and effective. Mm-hmm. 
What project are you most proud of or do you lean into? All of them. All, all of them. Yeah, so <laughs> all of them are, e- are equally important. I, I do want to share that the altar program, so that dementia outreach program for congregations or uh, Black faith communities, that is probably the uh, the, the big one, right? Um mm-hmm. Because this is the cornerstone for many communities, but also, but specifically for the Black community, the the their faith community, the place of worship has been the cornerstone for a lot of things. Not just being spiritually supported, but also just a place to go, a safe place to go, a place to go mm-hmm. to get resources. You know, if we think about civil rights movement, a lot of those uh, movements were started, right. At, place of worship. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. to me, that's very significant for me to establish these partnerships with Black faith communities across the country to, to be able to focus on dementia, brain health awareness. Um, that is really significant. And out of those partnerships, I'm able to introduce them to the research activities, the psychoeducation programs that you mentioned. I'm able to, to uh, share that with them and caregiving while black will probably be yeah they just all equal because I got the faith hat for people that mm-hmm. cannot get to their faith community but the caregiving while black I have I think that's the another one I'm really excited about because this one really addresses the the cultural and practical reality of supporting someone with dementia as a black American or mm-hmm. as being black in America. Um, and I think this is this was way overdue mm-hmm. and it is much, much needed. You know, you know, I've had caregivers say it felt like when they're watching these videos because it's a for us by us approach. And they and for them to see someone that looks like them, to see a health care provider or see another caregiver that looks like them sharing these tips. Mm-hmm. And, relatable examples that really just does something right a lot the information is better received and I'm not saying this caregiving while black is the solution to all I just Mm -hmm. think one again one piece of the puzzle but it's it's a way it's the introduction to for others to follow behind me right just introducing these concepts. I'm not teaching anything different, but it's the my delivery method of being able to, to show them that this is how it relates to their life. Um, and then addressing those unique stressors, those um, discrimination that we face, just calling it out as mm-hmm. it is and being able to address that in the education and not trying to sleep, sweep it under the rug. And I think uh, oftentimes that's what we often do, especially people that are not comfortable talking about this. They sweep it under the rug, but sure. let's lift the rug up. Let's talk about it and let's see how we can work work with this, work, right. this, work around it so we can have better, meaningful outcomes. We need to let the elephant out of the room. <laughs> That's it. Yes. Let's let the <laughs> elephant out. I like it. So can your program alter, can that be replicated in other communities, faith-based communities? Yeah. And so it actually could. So alter is for the Black faith community, but mm-hmm. if there's other uh faith communities that are interested, we look forward to working with them and sharing our model and see how it can be adapted. Um, it is a, uh, our model that we have, it is, um, it is the uniqueness is that it is tailored to the experiences. Right. 
of members of the African-American community, Black Which what you were talking about earlier, we have to know and accommodate their needs, so. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, mm -hmm. we do. But mm -hmm. these same concepts and these same pillars that our program is built off of can be applied to any um, faith community that's in another racial ethnic um, area, I mean, group. Right, right. If you could leave... Uh, with just one piece of advice or recommend, recommendation to our listeners, what would you give them in general? What would you say is so important either in caregiving or for those affected by the disease? What would you tell them? Uh, I think I'll go back to what I said earlier. We're no longer, we no longer can be silent. Mm -hmm. So no matter what, what the role that you're in, so either you being the caregiver, care partner, um, you being the person living with dementia or a type of cognitive impairment, or even being the provider, I think we no longer can just be hush-hush about this. We need to talk and have conversations. Thank you for what all you do. I appreciate your presence and your time today. You've given us such wonderful insights. I've appreciated the conversation. Thank you so much, Fayron. You're welcome. Well, that's it for us today. Thank you for listening. The Memory Whisperer is a production of iHeartRadio and the Seneca Women Podcast Network. It's produced by me, Dana Torito, in honor of Peggy and all those affected by Alzheimer's disease. I offer a special thanks to my audio editor, Blake Longlinay, and to Michael Andrews, a person with dementia who gave me permission to use his beautiful flute music for this podcast. For more information or to reach me directly, head on over to my website, thememorywhisperer.com. And for those struggling with a diagnosis, remember my motto, the more you know, the better it'll go. Blessings. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.